Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional, socialist, snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey there, folks. Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer here, and thank you for joining me today with Cut the Crap. Crap is only an acronym. It stands for culture, race, and American politics, for I believe when you mix culture, race, and American politics, everything goes to hell in a handbasket very, very fast. I think many of you uh, would agree with me. Today's program is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Folks, if you've never joined me before, I am a FM talk radio program. Today, I'm not necessarily doing it to my radio format because what I need to do today is wildly visual. So it's just not going to translate to uh, radio, if you know what I mean. Would you do me a favor? Would you please share and rumble and like this program? It's a one-finger war. I keep on telling you this. I know you want to give them that finger. Maybe you want to give them both of these fingers, but maybe just this one finger today. Please help fight this war and get this information out. This is a very sobering uh, topic today, a little bit disturbing, but I was surprised. I, I, I didn't understand the numbers myself. And a video that I came across where I basically went, what the freak, right? Made me kind of look deeper into something that I, I, I wasn't looking into. By the way, if you're part of my locals support group, yes, we all support each other. JovanHuttonPullerDrew.locals.com. What did you think about those documents where I show you the original plan and process of how they were going to weaponize white supremacy? And basically, look, you hear it, you read it. The intent is to exterminate. You read it, the white race. If you're if you're not part of my locals, I uh, gave you a a very startling document that goes back in time. That shows how we got this uh, BLM critical race theory agenda. Uh, it's a it's a special podcast, and then a downloadable document too. Um, it's absolutely freaking appalling. I've always told you, I've always told you, it's a plan. It's a long-term plan. And to see those documents, right? Oh, man. 
to see that this was an orchestrated plan is nuts. Hey, by the way, Stephanie says, hey, could not retweet your morning post, Jovan. I'm trying an experiment. Elon Musk, if you're following all the tweeters, Twitter stuff, he took his own personal account and he took it private, right? And his traffic went up. And so people are trying this. I tried it too. And by taking my account and technically making it private, I, I don't know, I have 116 some odd thousand followers on Twitter. As soon as I took it private, for some weird reason, my traffic doubled. And so he's trying to uncover all of the hooks because when it came down that he was going to be buying it, he, uh, they started planting landmines in the software. And so he shared with everybody how to do it. And it's amazing. It's amazing what I can now see that I haven't been seeing for a long time. And it was amazing that uh, people could start seeing my tweets that said they haven't seen me in a year or two years since they did this. And so he's trying to figure the workaround, but they've sabotaged the software in many ways. And he's trying to let everybody know about it. So that's why when it's on that mode, you can see me, but you can't share it. That's the hook, right? It, it, it makes it unable to retweet. So I'm only doing a test. That's it. A test, a test of the emergency tweeting system. In the event this was an actual emergency, well, we'd be screwed because we couldn't retweet. Anyway, um, today's program is a little bit heartbreaking, definitely eye-opening. You might have to pull your upper and lower eyelids out of the back of your eyes when I get done with this. But let me um, share with you why this idea creeped in my head. And, and by the way, this struck me so hard that I had nightmares about it last night. Right? Nightmares, which is not something I do. But this just struck me so hard that I had to I, I had to do something about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna show you two videos back to back and then we're gonna talk about some numbers and then I'm gonna show you one long video that I believe you need to see. Okay, so do me a favor. Um share this program right now if you would just share it. Um, here, wherever you're watching, uh, text your family and fans, tell them to tune in. You're about to see some wicked stuff, uh, wicked bad and wicked good at the same time, but it's stuff we need to open our eyes to that is truly, truly, truly going on as part of the defeat of our country here. So let me let me get it uh, queued up. Give me a minute. I'll, I'll be right back right after this. Four, yes, four. Four things are killing America. Critical race theory, teaching our children. Racism is based on the color of your skin. Black Lives Matter is just a cover for introducing Marxism. The trans agenda, making our boys into girls and our girls into boys and the illegal invasion of our borders. Four, yep, four. Four mega companies control the big money funnel. These four companies are investing in Black Lives Matter, critical race theories, and the things that are killing America. They control 22, $22 trillion, and it's your money. 
If you started counting that money, $1 at a time, every one second, starting right now, well, you'd be done in 697,615 years. That's how much power they have over us, folks. How do we save America? It's easy. Take your money back. Go to MakeWokeGoBroke.click and learn how. Take your money back. Go to MakeWokeGoBroke.click. Take your money back, folks. It's your money. Go to MakeWokeGoBroke.click and learn how to save America from socialism. Okay, so uh, yes, I actually am on Gitter this morning. Uh, somebody is saying that uh, maybe they didn't see me on uh, Gitter. Uh, I don't know. Gitter's having uh, some weird issues uh, sometime with their programming. I, I don't know what's going on. It's dropped to the Gitter link if you want to make sure you're uh, watching me on Gitter. Uh, today's program, you can see me on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Rumble, Gitter, Clout Hub. Right. That's why you should, if you can, literally try to follow me on all the channels where you get the live feed. So if anything's muckety muck with one feed, uh, you can get it in another. Okay. This program, the, the topic of this program is what I called generation meds or medicated culture. That's what we're going to be talking about. And it is a light and darkness uh, battle and the struggle. It's a the human struggle in a medicated world. I've always known that prescription drugs could be an issue. And there are many prescription drugs that can be addictive. I didn't maybe understand some of the extent of some of the things going on. And so my day primarily is spent, if I'm not writing and or talking with attorneys or whatever, I'm literally deep in the throes of research. And I just came across a video that struck me. But more than the video being startling, the backstory, the backstory to the video is even more alarming. And that's what kind of triggered my thinking about this and why I felt it was a topic to cover. And because it's very visual, I'm not able to do my radio format. Let me share with you the video that caused me such distress. This is a young girl who is documenting her journey in going through gender identity transformation and beginning to take the testosterone drugs that she needs to take in order to quote unquote male transition. Pay attention, I will run it twice. This is my voice one day, Auntie. This is my voice one month, Auntie. This is my voice two months, Auntie. And this is my voice three months, Auntie. And this is my voice, six months on T. But anyway, yeah, that's that's my six-month update. I can go, like, all the way up here if I want to talk like this, and I can go all the way down here if I want to talk like this. So it's it's nice having a range. I'm, I'm really enjoying it.
the backstory on this all-American cute young girl. She has decided to identify as non-binary to the extent that she can go either way, right? She can be with women. She can be with men. Great. More power to her. And that's your personal choice. It has that, that, That's not the issue. As I dove into her backstory, I found out that she felt she would not be accepted as a non-binary person because her original voice was so falsetto. Now, I don't know why somebody, a girl can't just say, I I love having sex with chicks. I love chicks' bodies. Who doesn't, right? You know what I'm saying? Why do you have to have those deep boys to do this? You also may notice that she never changes her look. She did the little purple hair shit, but she keeps her hair long and her look fairly feminine. She's not even androgynous. She's obviously feminine. And the backstory is to validate to others, not her, to validate to others that she was non-binary and she could go either way. Okay, you're bisexual. Who gives a shit? That she felt she needed to get rid of the squeaky voice and change her voice, but she wasn't going to change her look. She was not going to change her look because she needed the female look when she feels female but she needs the male voice when she wants to be male or butch or whatever it is. I'm going to play this again. Watch it again. Now that you have the backstory, she did it so she could fit in to a definition that society now has. This is my voice one day on T. This is my voice one month on T. This is my voice two months on T. And this is my voice, three months on T. And this is my voice, six months on T. But anyway, yeah, that's that's my six-month update. I can go, like, all the way up here if I want to talk like this, and I can go all the way down here if I want to talk like this. So it's it's nice having a range. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. He identified her very tiny voice, and she's a tiny girl, as too much for her that she... She can't dare be by, you know, non-binary with that little voice. Just again, just the beginning. This is my voice one day on T. Okay, so you you see what she tried to accomplish. Now, the... And, and you're right, Bill. This, the, this, the same thing here. This is not reversible. This is not reversible. And Desi, you're right. Wait a minute. Her Her community is so inclusive. Right. So that's what made me start looking into this, that the how how pervasive is this in all areas, not just this gender crap that drug intervention, not in the good way of getting people off drugs, but drugs in this what I call uh, Generation Med, 
That's it, folks, because we're not Generation Z or Z or whatever. We're Generation Med, and that's the numbers I'm going to get. And I want to show you one other one. Again, medications, using medications to feel like you are something that you actually are not. And so let's watch this young man as he explains his menstrual cramps. I feel like the trans woman period isn't really talked about enough. So you see, uh, a few days ago, uh, I started experiencing extra breast tenderness, um, like more than normal. Like a lot of trans women will experience that with the hormones, especially as they grow, but it was extra sensitive essentially. So uh, I have an extra medication on top of my, um, my hormones that I just started. So I have some concerns about like if it started poorly interacting or whatever, um, especially because the other day, um, the day after the breast tenderness started, my abdomen started cramping up and I was starting to feel extremely gassy. Um, the gassiness was bloating. The abdomens, it was, they, they were cramps. So I go to the hospital, um, per their recommendation, just to make sure everything's okay. Um, and so I, I lay down on the table, describe my symptoms to the doctor. The doctor kind of puts pressure on my lower abdomen area where the pain is centered. And I come to find out that they were PMS symptoms. I was experiencing PMS from my estrogen. I have no uterus. I have no blood coming out of weird places. But I'm still getting the cramping, the tiredness, the irritability, uh, all of that. The breast tenderness is part of it, too. All of that. It was PMS. And um, the reason why I feel like bringing that up is because uh, it was like one of the few things I wasn't really warned about before I started hormones. Um, so hopefully somebody can see this and uh, kind of get that heads up uh, so that they're not shocked like I was. Okay, so this boy taking hormones, which means he has, just for visual purposes, probably Adam Schiff-like testicles and, you know, kibbles and bits, basically believes he's having menstrual cramps. This sickness has gone so far that it's not just chemicals. That's what we're going to be talking about. But you know they sell a frozen tomato juice concentrate stick that these menstruating dudes can stick in their underwear, let it thaw and stain their panties and clothes so they're having their period. You think I'm kidding. I am not kidding, okay? <laughs> Doubles as a condiment, okay. <laughs> yeah, they have little frozen tomato juice concentrates. <laughs> so I'm going to take a really quick break because I, I will be laughing if I, if I don't. Give me a little quick break, and I'm going to give you some numbers that will scare the shit out of you, right? <laughs> uh, regarding uh, this generation 
mad. Be right back. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. Okay, so I only used those particular two videos to, I guess, show you that medicine that used to be uh, out there under the purpose of healing you, getting you straightened out, <laughs> now medicine participates in the myth. That's the only reason I showed those to you and it's because we've become a medicine a medicated culture so i want to give you some scope of what's going on in generation meds right we've got an epidemic in this country that uh well over 11 percent of our children from the age of four to 17 have now been diagnosed with ADHD, okay? And as you know, in our medicated culture, and they authorized teachers, a teacher could demand the parents put the kids on ADHD drugs. It didn't even require a doctor. If the teacher said they need it, they uh, could keep the kid out of school until the the parents acquiesced, okay? If we compared this to the UK, where they haven't had the same culture, the natural progression of it's less than 3%. So it's a, a 300% increase uh, in the United States. And just so you know, whatever the United States does is where... Uh, the rest of the world goes. So this is is exceptionally alarming. And so this is the ADHD. That kind of got, that opened up a interesting industry for medicine when they found out that teachers could force this. And hell, we're selling a lot more drugs and these, and these kids have to be on it. By the way, the Ritalin stuff they do is a controlled drug. It's, it's speed. It's a controlled substance. And so all of a sudden, right, I think the pharmacy industry realized, wow, man, we can create cash crops if we can kind of cater to these young people and we get them early in life. So let's take a look at the number of children 
in the United States of America who are part of this medical uh, generation, Gen Med. Now, I'm going to do it a little bit in reverse because I'm going to ask you a very, very simple question. You just kind of tell me what you think um, about this type of number, okay? Uh, Because I find it a very alarming number. Psychiatric drugs. Now, can we all agree that psychiatric drugs are some of the most powerful drugs that can be administered to a human? Can we at least agree on that? From a prescribed medication standpoint. How many children in the United States under the age of five would you say are on psychiatric drugs? Children under the age of five on psychiatric drugs, right? Now, we're not talking even ADHD, we're talking, and you're right, it's too damn many, you are right. Here's the number, and you're right, Daddy, it should, it better fucking be zero. Well, hold on to your britches or panties, whatever you happen to be wearing today, but you know what I'm saying? In the United States of America, and I don't have the most current numbers, this only kind of takes me up to the uh, inauguration of the Biden regime. I'm sure it's gone up. In the United States of America, there are 418,425 five-year-olds or less on anti-psychotic or psychotic drugs. 400,000. From the age one backwards... From newborn to one-year-old, 12 months of life, there are 85,000 babies, babies on psychotic drugs. Babies. Somewhere a parent has been convinced by a psychiatrist and a doctor that a child, one year old or less, needs to be on psychiatric medicines. That is just fucking crazy. It gets worse. Here's the breakdown. There's 85,000 that are from the age zero to one that are on psychiatric drugs. There are 138,800 from two to three. From zero to 17, there are 6 million, over 6 million of our kids 
that are on psychiatric drugs. Six million. I don't know why a baby, I, I don't, look, I don't know that a child that was born to an addicted mother, I was born to an addicted mother. My mother was not only an alcoholic and a prostitute, but she was addicted to heroin. I was born personally two months early. So I spent the first part of my life in a uh, incubator, not being touched. And so I have a, a the, the thing for me as an adult, I have, I have a distinct sensibility to light touch. If you touch me very light, right, just kind of touch me. If you were to lightly touch, which most people consider sensual, you might as well hit me with a fucking baseball bat. It hurts. I know it's weird, but it hurts. Put your hand on me. Totally fine. Do that. Forget it. So I know there are lasting and lingering effects, and I am a rocker, which is, uh, I didn't understand it until I was understanding Romanian adopted babies who were given up at birth and and I'm not on radio by the way uh, babies that were given up at birth and aren't touched for the few years of their life they tend to rock right uh, to self-medicate I am a rocker right I I I self-rock nonstop which is great when you're raising your children because you can put them in your arms and I can fucking rock all night long. Right. And it feels good to me. It's not a big deal, but it, 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 um, I didn't have to, I can't even fathom that, that somebody would think it has anything to do with if the parent was addicted. Right. And so I'm not sure why they do it. How would you even tell a child like that needs psychiatric drugs? Why would we have over 6 million 17-year-olds or less that need these medications. I, I do not get it. We have close to 4 million of our children on ADHD drugs. And so this is ADHD. You know, you like, you can't pay attention, you can't whatever. These uh, toddlers and babies, 5,000. I just want to ask... Um, how the fuck would you ever think that a toddler or a baby was ADHD? And that particular drug is speed. It's doping your fucking kids so they just lay there. The numbers are big, but when I really looked at it and I was able to obtain the, the numbers by the breakdown, I couldn't get it. There are 70,000 children under the age of three on antidepressants. What the fuck? Under the age of three on antidepressants. My child doesn't pay attention to me, runs through the store screaming. I must be depressed. That's a pretty startling number, isn't it? Pretty startling number. 
300,000 of that same toddler age to zero on anti-anxiety drugs. How do you fucking tell if a six-month-old is experiencing anxiety? I think these... I think these are criminal acts because you'll find it just keeps on multiplying, keeps on multiplying, keeps on multiplying, keeps on multiplying, keeps on multiplying. How in the fuck is a 10-month-old baby experiencing anxiety? I, I personally believe this is criminal. A hundred thousand of those same toddler groups are put on, ready for this, mood stabilizers. Baby cries too much. Oh, I got to stabilize their mood. What happened to being a fucking parent and knowing what you're doing? Who would even take... a tiny baby to see a psychiatrist or even a pediatrician that would do this. I don't get it. I do not get it. The number of medications we have that is being pushed on our children is going through the roof, is absolutely going through the roof. Six percent of the United States population from 12 and up are on psychotherapeutic drugs. Let me go back. Six percent of our population or six percent of our population, well, 14.3 million people. Correction, 14.3 million people. from the age 12 up, currently have a problem misusing prescription psychotic drugs. Twelve percent of our high school population has been reported of to misuse prescription drugs. Four percent of eighth graders four percent of eighth graders this is the misuse numbers that miss the misuse the drugs right misuse the drugs we have every year a brand new crop of at least 1.5 million children that are prescribed, these are new ones, every year, a prescription for a stimulant because they have some sort of disorder.
These numbers are staggering, are absolutely staggering. And I believe, and you're right, suicide rates going through the roof, everything else. I believe this is all part of the plan. When I'm going to, when I come back, I'm going to take it just a short break. I'm going to play a video for you. It's about nine minutes. And yes, look at how many senators and congresspeople have stock in all these pharmaceutical companies and all this stuff. There was more billionaires minted in 2020 in the in the pharmaceutical in, industry than any industry ever at a time, including technology. When I come back, I'm going to play a nine-minute video where a young person... figured out on their own that all this crap is disgusting and that the system is abusing them with it, that the system is abusing them with it. Give me, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Okay. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Welcome to the MyPillow 2.0 commercial. Miss makeup. Well, you look good. And action. You're sleeping even better. We've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. He's a great name for it, huh? Okay. Good. We got it. Welcome to the set of the MyPillow 2.0, the most amazing pillow in history. That new technology is still the MyPillow's patented fill. And now we have new technology we didn't have back when I invented MyPillow that's going to help you sleep. It's absolutely amazing, and you're the first ones that can check it out. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code on your screen, and we brought back the buy one, get one free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Javon empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. My own personal summation of all this is these children that are medicated by the millions, by the time they get to adulthood, and that was one year statistics, by the way, and they're all going up. These are going to be the people that we're already seeing do not have the ability to cope. I wonder, is anybody studying the effects of tiny, tiny babies being put on these prescription drugs? Because you got to have a whacked, excuse me, fuck a doodle mom and dad to put a baby on those medications, right? How many of those end up suffering from this psychosis of transgender and everything else. I mean, if we, if we really look at it. Um, so I'm going to turn you on to uh, an artist by the name of Ren, that's R-E-N Gill. Ren Gill. Um, and he recently did a song, which I, I think is quite brilliant. 
um, about because you have, you know, Generation Z, this young generation is the most mentally ill generation ever, the highest rate of anxiety ever, the highest rates of self-harm ever, the highest rate of suicide ever, and the highest rate of depression ever among generations. Every single category across the world, it's a plague. It is an epidemic. Um, this, this fellow is an English musician who has suffered uh, with men mental issues when he was young and medication and all this other stuff. And he has uh, done a song which I think is quite genius. It's going to strike you as odd until you get into it. Where Gil, the singer, is singing in two distinct personalities. A scary self and a weak self. Or a scary self and a self that wants to get better. And so there's a, there's a positive part of himself that wants to thrive, make music, be fulfilled, and do great things. And then there's another side to him, which is the side that separates him. You're going to notice some words in here when the one self is talking to the other, and the words are, you think that you can amputate me? I am you, you are me, you are I, and I are we. We are one split in two that makes one, so see you. You got to kill you if you want to kill me. You got to kill you if you want to kill me. And what this young guy came to the realization of, this psychological turmoil in him that he dealt with his whole life, and that young people are turning to psychotropic drugs to deal with it, and that's the way we're doing it, this kid makes a breakthrough and realizes these bullshit chemical imbalances and these biological dispositions that create mental health elements is literally the devil. And so he's going to switch between these two characters and then he's going to switch and he's going to go on very focusedly who takes over. It's very prophetic as the devil, and he says, I won't bow to the will of a mortal, feeble, and normal. And it's all about how Satan hates humanity. The name of the song is called High Wren, like, hello, High Wren. Okay? So there's this kid that just wants to do great in life. That's Wren the kid. Then there's Wren the mineral abscess, and then you're going to see them merge into one, which is the devil speaking, and it's pretty awesome how he did this. Uh, here you go. High Wren.
in a little while Did you miss me? You thought you buried me, didn't you? Risky Cause I always come back Deep down you know that Deep down you know I'm always in periphery Rant on you, please to see me It's been weeks since we spoke bro I know you need me You're the sheep, I'm the shepherd Not your place to lead me Not your place to be biting off the hand that feeds me Hi Brent I've been taking some time to be distant I've been taking some time to be still I've been taking some time to be by myself Since my therapist told me I'm ill And I've been making some progress lately And I've learned some new coping skills So I haven't really needed you much, man I think we need to just step back and chill Ren, you sound more insane than I do You think that those doctors are really there to guide you Been through this a million times Your civilian mind is so perfect to always be lied to Okay, take another pill, boy Drown yourself in the sound of white noise Follow this ten-step program, rejoice All your problems will be gone Fucking dumb, boy Nah, mate This time is different, man, trust me I feel like things might be falling in place And my music's been kind of doing bits too Like I actually might do something great And when I'm gone, maybe I'll be remembered For doing something special with myself That's why I don't think that we should talk, man Cause when you're with me, it never seems to help You think that you can amputate me? I am you, you are me, you are I, I am we We are one, split in two, that makes one, so you see You gotta kill you if you wanna kill me I'm not left over dinner, I'm not scraps on the side Oh, your music is thriving, delusional guy Where's your top ten hit? Where's your interview with Oprah? Where are your Grammys, Ren? Nowhere. Yeah, but my music's not commercial like that. I never chase numbers, statistics or stats. I never write hooks for the radio, they never even play me, so why would I concern myself with that? But my music is really connecting, and the people who find it respect it. And for me, that's enough, cause this life's been tough, so it gives me a purpose I can rest in. Man, you sound so pretentious. Ran, your music is so self-centered. No one wants to hear another song about how much you hate yourself. Trust me. You should be so lucky Having me inside you To guide you Remind you To manage expectations Provide you perspective That thing you neglected I get it You wanna be a big deal Next Jimi Hendrix Forget it Man it's not like that Man it's just like that I'm inside you you twat No it's not man You're wrong When I write I belong Let me break the fourth wall By acknowledging this song Ren sits down Has a stroke of genius He wants to write a song That was not done previous A battle with his subconscious Eminem did it Played on guitar Plan B did it Man you're not original You criminal rip off artist The pinnacle of your success Is stealing other people material. Ren, mate, we've heard it all before. Uh, she sells seashells on the seashore. Fuck you. I don't need you. I don't need to hear this. Cause I'm fine by myself. I'm a genius. And I will be great. And I will make waves. And I'll shake up the whole world beneath us. That's right. Speak your truth. Your fucking god complex leaks out of you. It's refreshing to ask for you. Say it instead of downplay it. Uh, music is all about the creative process And if people can find something to relate to within that Then that's just a bonus Fuck you, I'ma fucking kill you, Ren Well, fucking kill me then, let's fucking have you, Ren I'ma do it, watch me prove it, who are you to doubt my music Cause I call the shots, I choose if you die Yeah, I call the shots and so I choose who survives I'll tie you up in knots when I lock you inside <sighs> Newsflash I was created at the dawn of creation I am temptation I am the snake in Eden. I am the reason for treason. Beheading all kings. I am sin with no rhyme or reason. Son of the morning, Lucifer, Antichrist, father of lies. Mistopheles, truth in the blender, deceitful pretender, the banished avenger, the righteous surrender. When standing in front of my solar eclipse, my name is stitched to your lips. So you see, I won't bow to the will of a mortal. Feeble and normal, you wanna kill me? I'm eternal and mortal. I live in every decision that capitalizes chaos that causes division. I live inside death, the beginning of end. I am you, you are me, I am you, friend.
taken some time to be distant. I've been taking some time to be still. I've been taking some time to be by myself and I've spent half my life ill. But just as sure as the tide starts turning, just as sure as the night has dawned, just as sure as the rainfall soon runs dry when you stand in an eye of a storm. I was made to be tested and twisted. I was made to be broken and beat. I was made by his hand, it's all part of his plan that I stand on my own two feet. And you know me, my will is eternal. And you know me, you've met me before. Face to face with a beast, I will rise from the east and I'll settle on the ocean floor. And I go by many names also. Some people know me as hope. Some people know me as the voice that you hear when you loosen the noose on the rope. And you know how I know that I'll prosper? Cause I stand here beside you today. I have stood in the flames that cremated my brain and I didn't once flinch or shake. So coward the man I've become when I sing from the top of my lungs. That I won't retire, I'll stand in your fire, inspire that me to be strong. And when I am gone, I will rise in the music that I left behind. Ferocious, persistent, immortal like you, we're acclaiming to different sides. When I was 17 years old, I shouted out into an empty room, into a blank canvas that I would defeat the forces of evil. And for the next 10 years of my life, I suffered the consequences with autoimmunity, illness, and psychosis. As I got older, I realized there were no real winners and there were no real losers in psychological warfare, but there were victims and there were students it wasn't David versus Goliath. It was a pendulum, eternally swaying from the dark to the light. And the more intensely that the light shone, the darker the shadow it cast. It was never really a battle for me to win. It was an eternal dance. And like a dance, the more rigid I became, the harder it got. The more I cursed my clumsy footsteps, the more I struggled. So I got older and I learned to relax and I learned to soften and that dance got easier. It is this eternal dance that separates human beings from angels, from demons, from gods. And I must not forget, we must not forget that we are human beings.
I know for many of you, thinking of it as music, it was very often, sometimes off-putting. The clarity, and, and, and this young man embraces his music is totally different. You have to understand, this is how... This is how Mozart composed, and if you understand classical music, uh, classical music is a story, is a play, and if you were to close your eyes and you understood the stories behind it, it is the music that helps you see and understand the story. To have somebody this young and using this mnemonic, this device to teach gives me incredible hope. This kid, this is his struggle. This is what he went through. And this is where he came to the reality that, wait a minute, society's telling my feelings are hurt. Let's medicate this. Oh, they're shaming you. Let's medicate this. I feel like I'm not accomplishing. Let's medicate this. I can't, I don't know what I'm saying. Let's medicate this. And he realized, which is what a lot of us forget, to struggle is, is human. And it's also what we're here for. It is through that pain and suffering we learn. I've always told you, one of the greatest gifts we've ever been given in the world was what happened in 2020. Because as humans, we are apathetic. I cannot tell you, and this is my own opinion, you do not have to agree. But this kid and what he did is a stroke of genius. Is a stroke of genius if it catches on. If it catches on and said it's okay to be nervous, it's okay to, to have these feelings, but realize that's the struggle and that's why we're here. And you can get caught up in this struggle and, lark, and darkness light and the darkness can consume you, but you don't need medication to it to deal with it. You need to just pause just a minute, stand still, pause. And understanding we all at different times feel this way. And you can't medicate yourself out of this. This kid, right? This kid is a stroke of genius. And it's a stroke of genius if we can get these confused kids, like I showed you at the beginning. To embrace being human that it's normal to struggle, right? And that to, to deny that struggle is to stop your evolution. To deny that struggle 
is to hide why we're all here in the first place. And so I know that some of you took that as odd, but I, when, when I look at it, I look at a young fellow that made, made it through an amazing journey and found the truth all on his own. All on his own. And it's amazing. It is truly it's a brilliant piece of work. I'm going to post it up on my Rumble separately for you guys. I would ask that you look up this young musician and consider maybe supporting him in whatever way you can. And now you understand why I couldn't do my radio show with this. You had to see this musician not only playing out, but acting out his torment. And you're right. Suffering produces endurance. Right? This is amazing. I'm going to play it one more time. Then I'm just going to go out with through my program. I truly think this kid, if our young people can be turned on to him, because he didn't give a shit about, he says it in the beginning. He said, I don't give a shit about the ratings, the song, and all that. I'm here for just to express my truth. And if we had more of that, if we had more of that, It'd be great. Now, I, I want to make a very interesting, transparent moment for you. I've been on medication uh, almost 30 years of my life. And it's primarily for what you would call war wounds. You know, PTSD has a rating. And it's usually one to three, right? And it's a 10 scale. One to three, one to three, one to three across 10. I was one of the very first people, it's part of a study that they looked at, that I scored double digits off each scale, off 10 scales. And so they kind of whizzed me around to all these doctors and stuff to kind of analyze what the, how in the hell do you function? Why in the hell are you still alive? And it's a combination of my childhood and everything that went with it and how I was brought into this world, everything I went through and then into my adult life, everything from seeing the worst of the world and the worst of humanity and the worst circumstances, right. In the world, I still have some issues when I hear a, a loud noise, a certain way, it sends me right into fight mode. Um, but that comes from, you know, explosions and gunshots and war wounds and all kinds of other stuff. I've been able to channel it and I use, I use my particular demons with it um, to be better. I'd love to get off the medications. I would love to get off the medication medications because coming down off of them is a, is a, is a very traumatic violent experience for me internally 
if for any reason I don't get the medication. It's only you know for my PTSD. That's all it is. It's not antipsychotic or anything like that. It's just the medication. But it does so much to your body that once you're on them, you almost cannot walk away. Now, for me, I'll give you an example. When I knew that my body needed medications and just tons of trauma therapy, tons of this, et cetera, um, and the final straw was me was after 9-11, losing everybody in Tower 2 and that whole bit where my whole world crashed. I can tell you when I took, when I, when they took the medications and stuff, I can remember driving down the road and I wasn't gripping the steering wheel. And I can only say like this, I wasn't sucking the seat up my ass. (laughs) And all I can say is any chair you sit in, I was always so tense, so wired. It was like I was sucking that leather seat right up my ass. And I realized I wasn't doing that. And I realized that tremendous things didn't bother me. They gave me great patience and great ability and insight to see it in wisdom where before, you know, I'm the guy that can walk through a glass plate wall and just boom, keep on going. And weed's not my thing, right? And so in transparency, I can tell you there are some people that need medications and stuff. I believe I'm one of those people that I might not have made it this far if it wasn't for the medication, but I struggle with it every day. And I am on a path to try to get it out of my body, out of my internal organs and finally get free of just having to be dependent on the system. So I understand there are many people out there that do have medical intervention that allows them to cope. And you're right. You're the only one that can, uh, you're the only one that can heal yourself. Now you understand why my theology library is so deep. I've been to hell and back through that. Um, it also helps me to just not notice the, the, I'm getting a little older. Some of the pain, some of the war rooms are becoming more evident in my life that I didn't think about forever, but now I'm older. It's like, holy fuck, right? That was fucking 30 years ago. Oh my God, that hurts. Anyway. That's part, part of why I, I did this. And I, so I don't want anybody out, out there to think if, 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 if you have medications in your life that I'm saying that it's evil or vile, it's not, it can be very healing. I am not for, and that's why I covered specifically um, how they're doing it to young babies. And oh, by the way, that's also why I just love Phil the Green so much because my body can suck it in and deal with it and I can feel the transformation. But it's always a struggle. It's always a work. And so I just thought I would share that with you. It's also why I'm a chili head. I use uh, endorphins significantly, man, I'll turn up the heat and burn myself. Most people can't keep up with me, but that's how I've never used opiates ever. Right. And I've had, I've had, I've been stitched up and I've had bones set with no anesthetics and anything like that. I I prefer if I can do self-medicate, I I self-medicate and I do it. So I've learned to control a lot of these things, but there's some points in your life you need that And yes, antidepressants and stuff has to 
come off very slowly and I'm talking exceptionally slowly. So that's one of my, one of my goals in life. Anyway, I'm going to play this one more time. Now that you have some background, you've been through it once, it might be, it might just be worth it to you to, to consider watching it again, because I truly believe we are watching a genius, a young genius at work. Other than that, you'll have a great day. Here you go. I'm the shepherd, not your place to lead me Not your place to be biting off the hand that feeds me Hi, Bren I've been taking some time to be distant I've been taking some time to be still I've been taking some time to be by myself Since my therapist told me I'm ill And I've been making some progress lately And I've learned some new coping skills So I haven't really needed you much, man I think we need to just step back and chill Bren, you sound more insane than I do You think that those doctors are really there to guide you Been through this a million times Your civilian mind is so perfect to always be lied to Okay, take another pill, boy Drown yourself in the sound of white noise Follow this ten-step program, rejoice All your problems will be gone Fucking dumb, boy Nah, mate This time is different, man, trust me I feel like things might be falling in place And my music's been kinda doing bits too Like I actually might do something great And when I'm gone, maybe I'll be remembered For doing something special with myself That's why I don't think that we should talk, man Cause when you're with me, it never seems to help You think that you can amputate me? I am you, you are me, you are I, I am we We are one, split in two, that makes one, so you see You gotta kill you if you wanna kill me I'm not left over dinner, I'm not scraps on the side Oh, your music is thriving, delusional guy Where's your top ten hit? Where's your interview with Oprah? Where are your Grammys, Ren? Nowhere. Yeah, but my music's not commercial like that. I never chase numbers, statistics, or stats. I never write hooks for the radio, they never even play me, so why would I concern myself with that? But my music is really connecting, and the people who find it respect it. And for me, that's enough, cause this life's been tough, so it gives me a purpose I can rest in. Man, you sound so pretentious. Ran, your music is so self centered. No one wants to hear another song about how much you hate yourself. Trust me. You should be so lucky Having me inside you To guide you Remind you To manage expectations Provide you perspective That thing you neglected I get it You wanna be a big deal Next Jimi Hendrix Forget it 
Man, it's not like that. Man, it's just like that. I'm inside you, you twat. No, it's not, man. You're wrong. When I write, I belong. Let me break the fourth wall by acknowledging this song. Ren sits down, has a stroke of genius. He wants to write a song that was not done previous. A battle with his subconscious. Eminem did it. Played on guitar. Plan B did it. Man, you're not original. You criminal rip off artist. The pinnacle of your success is stealing other people's material. Ren, mate, we've heard it all before. Uh, she sells seashells on the seashore. Fuck you. I don't need you. I don't need to hear this. Because I'm fine by myself. I'm a genius. And I will be great And I will make waves And I'll shake up the whole world beneath us That's right, speak your truth Your fucking god complex leaks out of you It's refreshing to ask for you Say it instead of downplay it Uh, music is all about the creative process And if people can find something to relate to within that Then that's just a bonus Fuck you, I'ma fucking kill you, Ren I'ma fucking kill me then, let's fucking have you, Ren I'ma do it, watch me prove it Who are you to doubt my music? Cause I call the shots, I choose if you die Yeah, I call the shots and so I choose who survives I'll tie you up in knots when I lock you inside Newsflash I was created at the dawn of creation I am temptation I am the snake in Eden I am the reason for treason Beheading all kings I am sin With no rhyme or reason Son of the morning Lucifer antichrist Father of lies Mistopheles truth in the blender Deceitful pretender The banished avenger The righteous surrender When standing in front of my solar eclipse My name is stitched to your lips So you see I won't bow to the will of a mortal Feeble and normal You wanna kill me? I'm eternal and mortal I live in every decision That capitalizes chaos That causes division I live inside death The beginning of I am you, you are me, I am you, friend. Hi, Ren. I've been taking some time to be distant. I've been taking some time to be still. I've been taking some time to be by myself And I've spent half my life ill But just as sure as the tide starts turning Just as sure as the night has dawned Just as sure as the rainfall soon runs dry When you stand in an eye of a storm I was made to be tested and twisted I was made to be broken and beat I was made by his hand It's all part of his plan that I stand on my own two feet And you know me, my will is eternal And you know me, you've met me before Face to face with a beast I will rise from the east And I'll settle on the ocean floor And I go by many names also Some people know me as hope Some people know me as the voice That you hear when you loosen the noose on the rope And you know how I know that I'll prosper? Cause I stand here beside you today I have stood in the flames that cremated my brain And I didn't once flinch your shape So coward the man I've become When I sing from the top of my lungs that I won't retire, I'll stand in your fire, inspire that me to be strong. And when I am gone, I will rise in the music that I left behind. Ferocious, persistent, immortal like you, we're a coimited different side. <laughs>
When I was 17 years old, I shouted out into an empty room, into a blank canvas that I would defeat the forces of evil. And for the next 10 years of my life, I suffered the consequences with autoimmunity, illness, and psychosis. As I got older, I realized there were no real winners and there were no real losers in psychological warfare, but there were victims and there were students. It wasn't David versus Goliath. It was a pendulum, eternally swaying from the dark to the light. And the more intensely that the light shone, the darker the shadow it cast. It was never really a battle for me to win. It was an eternal dance. And like a dance, the more rigid I became, the harder it got. The more I cursed my clumsy footsteps, the more I struggled. So I got older and I learned to relax. And I learned to soften and that dance got easier. It is this eternal dance that separates human beings from angels, from demons, from gods. And I must not forget, we must not forget, that we are human beings. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Bon Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. 260 million of you shop here weekly. And did you know you spend about $1,400 each year? Two and a half million of you shop here daily, and you give them $1,000 each year. Combined, that's a half a trillion dollars annually. And you think it's the American way to shop? Think again. Your hard-earned money is being funneled to bad organizations. The consumable products you buy, well, they're washing America down the drain. Think about where you spend your money. Folks, we have to save America from socialism. We need to make the woke go broke. First things first, and that's America first. You need to follow the money. You need to follow your money and make the woke go broke. So I will show you how to save America from socialism. Go to makewokegobroke.click. Yes, dot click. Makewokegobroke.click. Makewokegobroke.click and do it now. We've got all the right in the world on our side. And there ain't no reason to be afraid. And there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on. Because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. That's not who we come from. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. 
and at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima, raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And at Porkchop Hill, there was Americans. Quezon, there was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who tower at the side of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud and remember who we are, that we are Americans. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, freedom will survive not only survive, but guys, it's time to put on a pack. It's time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready. We got a fight on our hands. And our fight is not for us, for all those generations that's going to come behind. Let's save America, folks. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 